Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello there. Welcome back to another episode of this particular show, or welcome for the first time. I am Bajorn from My Super Sweet 16. And I am Gladys Nice Pantsuit. This is The Read. Thank you for coming back. Yes. Hello. Um, lots of stuff going on right now. You could have been anywhere, you know, concerned with any other thing, like... Um, the fact that COVID is about to turn into cold vid for many mm, of us. Yes. And we don't really know what that's going to look like. Um, the fact that California literally looks like hell on earth. Um, guess we know who that state's voting for because it just changed its color to look like the president in solidarity. Also, speaking of which, um, Trump outed herself for lying oh my god um, about yet another thing many things but um we'll discuss yeah either way there are joyful things happening um uh people are having children i was gonna still. say yeah sierra and russell wilson's baby is really cute <laughs> That's nice. Um, I just found out um, that I can eat so many Pringles within a 24-hour period (laughs) without having to go to the emergency room. Probably a record-breaking number of Pringles. That's nice. All right. Um, You know, stuff to to cling on on to out here. But let's... um, Let's get things going in our normal routine, starting with Black Excellence. Of course, this week's Black Excellence is Naomi Osaka. Um, The uh, Haitian-Japanese warrior athlete superstar took home her third Grand Slam win and second U.S. Open win, all while dealing with an injury to her hamstring and, you know, probably haters oh, I'm uh, sure. and doubters. I'm sure of that. Uh, but you can't keep a real badass down. 
And Naomi also did this while uh, wearing masks, uh, masks that have the names of several of our slain uh, Black brothers and sisters who have lost their lives to uh, the cops, the crazies, and all of the other diseases of this country. Mm -hmm. So seeing her be a badass, but also be a badass with names like Breonna Taylor, Philando Castile, Castile, Trayvon Martin, George Floyd. Like seeing that um, symbolic uh, raised fist, if you will, you know, it just makes me a super fan. So congratulations to this 22-year-old badass for aspiring, inspiring, and um, collecting that check at the end of the day because i know you don't do this for free honey <laughs> right and you deserve every dime she tweeted something after the match about thanking her ancestors because she can't lose with their blood in her veins i was just like mm-hmm. that's right <laughs> y'all thought it was over with the williams sisters <laughs> and it's a whole new crop of black girls here to ruin your sport and take your things so I know that her like aunts and uncles must be so aggravated when the family gets together because you must have like, what is it like to sit down next to her parents when everybody gathers together to talk about what their children are doing? You know, <laughs> do they even do, just do you even just don't even talk? bring up Naomi? Like, just yeah. so she's not a part of this conversation. Oh, here she go. <laughs> of course they came over. Thought they no. were to cook out this year. No. <laughs> um, anyway, congratulations, girl. You're a superstar. Um, this week in uh Hot Tops into Deep. Lots to unpack. Most of it is stupid. First of all, um, not so stupid, but I did miss um the clash of the cobblers or um <laughs> the uh Sunday service skirmish. Yeah, that's right. Auntie Chella. Um Auntie the Auntie Avengers. That's right. I didn't um catch the Gladys Knight, Patty Lavelle versus. I saw a couple of highlights, including uh, Miss Patty kicking her shoes off because she's Patty LaBelle, duh. Mm-hmm. Um, and standing for herself because obviously, um, I got a full, uh, singing choreographed moment of love overboard, which is important to me as a black person yep. and a gay person. Um, and it just looked like, you know, these icons had a good time with one another. Dion Warwick was there because obviously. <laughs> um, and they sang, you know, they weren't just sitting back, you know, in their latest styled outfit or whatever and listening to their hits. They were actually like standing for the music and the moments and singing their songs, which was nice. Um, None of my relatives actually called to figure out how to use Instagram Live, which led me to believe that they knew that I wasn't going to pick up. And so they probably called one of my cousins. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Or they didn't watch, which is unlikely. 
Um, so somebody probably helps them or they're just really, really, uh, up to date on how Instagram works, which I wouldn't put it past some of my relatives because they're super, um, active on the apps apparently. And I would just like to have nothing to do with that. So, yeah, that's real. The, the Annie's have migrated. A lot of them know how to use Instagram now. And even if you don't, like if you can find the profile, then you just have to click the button that says live. Like it isn't. It is yeah. not super complicated. But One of the first things you see when you go to the page. Yeah, it's right usually there. Usually, live. Man, you just press that. But yeah, I mean, I agree. It was like, it was just like seeing these icons of childhood and the soundtrack to the music that I heard specifically when we was cleaning up the house. But, you know, yeah. also just randomly all the time, whenever the mood decided to strike. So it was just nice in that way. Like, oh, here go these black ladies. That I have loved every day of my life up here cutting up and looking like family. One of the uh, the few silver linings to being woken up Saturday morning to clean the whole damn house, uh, according to my mother. You know, we had um, we had a respectable sound system that my father purchased because music and Jamaicans. And so Saturday mornings was the day that my mama said, we're going to clean the house. And by we, I mean y'all. So, <laughs> oh, triggered. <laughs> we were woken up, and usually there was some good, uh, classic, you know, Patty, mm-hmm. Gladys, Sade, Prince, um, and then obviously like Gregory Isaacs and Bob Marley and all of the fucking Jamaicans. So, like, you know, definitely what you're mentioning in terms of cleaning the house music, mm-hmm. lots of that nostalgia. I was hoping when I looked at some of the highlights and things that there there were possibly some of the younger versus fans tuned in to figure out who um some of their faves sampled samples from. <laughs> That's right. It's two degrees of sampling at this point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because at this point, <laughs> the Saweeties of the world are just like <laughs> three degrees away from, you know, the pips. So, oh, Lord. I just hope that, at, you know, for some of our youth, there was uh, a history lesson somewhere in there. Because I know that y'all bitches recognized at least some fucking Jacquees song or something. Yeah, it had to be, right. You heard a melody and you was like, well, I thought that was a Lil Dirk or somebody, I don't know. (laughs) Like, no, actually. (laughs) This came from the 60s, the 70s. It's that old shit. This is back when niggas was making shit. (laughs) Right, and knowing these damn kids, honestly, they'll probably be like, I didn't know that Gladys Knight uh, liked YBN, Namir, or whoever. (laughs) Like, no, girl. She doesn't know who that is. Um, Isn't one of those YBN boys Naomi Osaka's boyfriend? I don't think that he uses an abbreviation anymore. I think he just goes by Corday. Oh, okay. And um, bringing him up while we're on the, the, the discussion, I always looked at him as the one with the abbreviation that can rap. I didn't know anything about like <laughs> any of that other stuff, but I knew that I had heard him rap a couple of times and that he did have some sort of an, I don't know if it's NBA, YBN, XYZ, but I know that that nigga can rap. 
I don't know if that he still uses the abbreviation anymore, but he was at the game with a defund the police t-shirt on standing for his queen. <laughs> right. Which is cute. Being a good boyfriend. That was cute. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like mm-hmm. my own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology, we're parting ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read again that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire now let's get back to show um what else is going on so um right on the heels of this fresh prince reboot still not sure if it's a series or film that this reboot is um but yeah Sir Will Smith is is still hard at work in the name of the classic sitcom. Apparently, um, they are or have filmed a reunion <clears throat> for the Fresh Prince show and sort of revealed this on its 30th anniversary. My God. That was... <laughs> You didn't have to say that. You, you did not have to say 30. I mean, the caption literally says, today is exactly 30 years in all caps. But, like, I really just <laughs> swallow that. Like, oh, my God. This show is 30. 
Mm, damn. I remember. <laughs> and I remember the first it, right? Episode. <laughs> and I remember that series fondly and clearly. You know, like at this it was point, just on TV. <laughs> you know, I'm not here for a long while. You know, I get it. Whatever. Yeah, we're here for a good time. <laughs> Oh, that's what it is. I have a long time. Whatever Aubrey said. Listen, the reunion was shot. The girls were present. Will Smith posted a photo here. And, you know, the expected faces were in the photo. We've got Hillary. We've got Carlton. We've got uh, Jeffrey. We've got Jazz. We've got, uh, yeah, why am I forgetting Tatiana Ali's character's name? Ashley. We've got young Ashley Banks. And it was like, okay. And the first thing I thought when I saw the picture, obviously, was like, well, I guess we'll just wait for the impending video essay on Facebook from Janet Hubert. (laughs) Because we know that... Dark yeah. skin slash real Aunt Viv is is an important ingredient it in is. the delicious stew that is Fresh Prince. But oh, the gag was actually in the sliding over of the post. It because was. in the second photo, we see a very intimate uh, moment here between Wilford and Ms. Hubert. The, black the iconic herself. black dress herself. <laughs> she showed up, man. You could have knocked me over with a goddamn feather. I said, I know that's not the black dress. I lost it. Like, I'm so excited about this. I need this. it. I need it. Especially because, like, in this photo, it looks like she just came off the tail end of a read. Like, I don't know yeah, what exactly. Yeah, she probably exactly. just got done telling him about himself. And then they <laughs> polite laughing at it. I can't fucking wait. Well, I'm first of all so glad that they were able to like put whatever aside. I would guess that, you know, the passing of James Avery probably mm. has a lot to do with it. Um maybe so. But I'm just glad to see that A, Jenny Hubert's gonna be involved because no shade to um light skinned on viv like i said she had a funny joke in there and you know what i'm saying she just took a roll <laughs> you know what i'm saying no she just, <laughs> she had I'm a joke and like that and like that actor is not only known for fresh prints you know what i'm saying right. like she herself has a she resume, had her own so career no and all that yeah but like the original vivian banks is like iconic mm-hmm. sitcom mom, not even just black mom. So to do a reunion of this caliber when we're discussing a reboot and everything, it feels good to know that she's going to be involved in whatever uh, capacity. And the fact that they sat down and are probably going to discuss whatever uh, led to them being able to sit down together feels good. I'm super glad that they're all together and stuff like that. And I'm, you know, looking forward to whatever the reunion is going to involve. And I heard that they rented out the fucking house. Apparently, the the Bel Air house is, like, available on Airbnb. What? 
Yeah, and like I guess Will Smith actually. It? No, don't say who it. the. F- I don't even want to know. Okay. You <laughs> oh no! But the photo that that he posted with the majority of the cast looks like the set of like the house, mm-hmm. and then he posted something later with uh, Jazz, uh, like outside of the house from the show. So. I'm excited to see how they're going to put it all together. And Will Smith and Westbrook are like super tapped into like all of the weird technological appy things. You know what I mean? Like if you follow the Westbrook page, they're always posting some weird optical illusion or some new shit like that was just like visually trippy and fun. So I don't know if any of that is going to be involved, but I'm assuming at Westbrook is involved in the reunion. So I'm just interested to see how it's going to be produced. Yes. I, I mean, as soon as I saw the black trist, I just immediately, the wheel started turning. Like, how are we going to see them play this out? Like, <laughs> is it going to be because, because it wasn't like Janet Hubert, divorced uncle phil and then this new like she she was just replaced by this woman they're supposed to be the same character so it's not Mm -hmm. like we can have them come and interact with each other as the same person but as we mentioned before as like in turn there were two vivians were so different even though they were supposed yeah, to be personality wise and everything else right so like occupation everything aspirate, everything they were very different <laughs> general tone and demeanor yeah. like all that shit so mm. i yeah i just i really cannot wait to see how they finesse this and and bring original Aunt Viv back without disrespecting light skin Aunt Viv, who just came to do her fucking job. Okay? Who just <laughs> she just came to get her fucking check and do her and fucking did her work. Job. You know what I'm saying? For real, absolutely. Right, like it's not her fault that uh, that Will and and Janet Huber fell out. So yeah, I yeah, I'm really excited to see how they do that. And then I look up the Airbnb thing. So um, apparently, Will Smith is like partnering with the owners of the mansion to rent out one wing of the house, the you know the Will wing, I guess. Excuse me. Yeah. So, um, and it's only thirty dollars a night, and it's only going to be available for five nights. But yeah, yeah, they're not charging anywhere near what it would actually cost. Like it's clearly a promotional thing. So. Yeah, that should be fun for whichever lucky people get selected to to stay in that house because, you know, it's probably like an application thing. I'm sure that's not like a regular booking process. But, but. honestly, like if it doesn't look the way inside it did on the show, and of course it doesn't because the show was a set. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't think I'd give a fuck. Like at best, you could take a picture outside of it and be like, "Look yep. where I'm at." That is the whole point to take a picture outside by them big white pillars. Where DJ Jazzy Jeff got thrown out on his fucking ear right. every single Well, maybe episode. you could recreate that. That might be cute. Right. But other than that. you That's why it's $30. Because, <laughs> you know, that's basically all y'all going to be doing. Exactly. Y'all going to be taking pictures outside and being annoying. Shout out to the owners for actually letting this happen. Because I don't think I would have done it. Honestly, Mm-mm. I wouldn't be surprised. Many, many other people probably would not have done it either. No. But because mm-hmm. a mega rich superstar celebrity is involved, it probably sweetens the pot. Well, that would be fun. And yeah, that was some very good news this week. Yeah. 
in a because when I first saw it, I was like, oh man, it's just not going to be the same without her. And I know she's going to have something to say about it. <laughs> so it's like, damn. But then it was not damn. So yeah. good. It's already bad enough that Uncle Phil's not here. Exactly. Exactly. Let's not make it worse. Um. So rumors were flaring up that Rihanna was. Uh, shooting a new music video with Young Thug recently. Um, turns out maybe not the case. First of all, I want to say that I've like taken it upon myself to start calling this girl by her damn name, which is Rihanna mm. <laughs> and not Rihanna. Yeah. And I don't know why it's taking me this long to like stand in this because I know what her name is, but like I've just been calling her Rihanna this all this time because that's what Americans call her, and and she allows them to because she gets it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But ain't her motherfucking name, and of course it's not. I'm Jamaican, like of course the girl's name is Rihanna, like of course it's the way that it's <laughs> fucking pronounced. That sounds like an island name. So yeah. I just said, you know what? I can't be. I can't have the bloodline that I have. And keep in good faith. That's right. Our conscious calling this girl anything but Rihanna. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to have to remind myself a couple of times until it sticks. Mm-hmm. But that's her name. So, Rihanna. Yes. Take them American shackles off your feet. <laughs> so, someone uh, photographed her on set with Young Thug, assuming that she was shooting a music video. Apparently, it sounds like she's shooting the latest... Savage Fenty fashion show. I think this will be the second one. Oh, I'm not sure. Really? Was last year the first one? How long? How old is that? It feels like Savage Fenty has been out a while. Maybe last year was the first one where they were at Fashion Week. Yeah, like a Fashion Week one? Maybe. maybe. Wasn't that the one where Old Girl was like super pregnant and went into labor? I think so. Oh my god. It's it so hard to tell what happened players. last year and what happened yesterday. <laughs> I don't exactly. I don't know, but yeah. Last year I was at Barclays um and had a whole bunch of performances including uh Big Sean, Tierra Wack, Migos. Um so it sounds like that's what was going on. They have had a lot of people posting, you know, and the latest pieces and stuff like that. Personally, I'm a bit offended that nobody reached out to me uh, about being a Savage by Fenty ambassador myself, but it's fine. Like, I understand that no, that's some, some horrible are for the oversight. No, they should have called you. You know, it's hurtful, but it's fine. You know, it's, it's okay. Either way, it sounds like the new fashion show might be coming to Amazon Prime again in October. So, okay. once again, a pump fake by Miss Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> For you bitches and your feelings. She's, again, working on one of her 3,000 uh, businesses. Catch up and get into her beauty. Um, <laughs> Remember when she told the Navy that her album was coming out last year? Yeah. And had them niggas waiting and until it's almost the last next year. second. <laughs> yeah. Had them waiting and waiting and still did not put out a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. It trolled and them you know all over said? again. She's so rude. <laughs> They'll deal. She said they will deal as putting on, while putting on her lip gloss named mm-hmm. after her. She said, get them niggas some toner and some moisturizer. They'll be all right. It's fine. <laughs> a little highlight. <laughs> a little butter. And they will be um, just fine. The, that shimmery shit she be putting on her clavicle and her shoulders. <laughs> Yeah, her, her highlight. 
Her body glitter that and body shit or whatever that yeah. makes her like a fairy. So she also has a documentary coming to Amazon uh, next summer. Apparently, she's been working with a director named Peter Berg for the past four years, and they have compiled over 1,200 hours of footage. <laughs> apparently, it sounds like they kept going back to filming because... <laughs> She would be like, here's an album, and then here's a fashion line, and then here's a makeup line, and then here are panties, and then here like mm-hmm. all of these other bad bitch moves and accomplishments. But it sounds like they're finally ready to drop something next uh, summer. I think I read that they would probably be done with the like packaging and editing and everything maybe by spring. So if I had to guess... Y'all could probably expect music springy summary of next year. Mm, I see. In like promotion of the, the alongside. Perhaps. Yeah. Or perhaps she just puts out this movie and you niggas are going to seethe all over again. Mm, <laughs> she maybe might, that as well. <laughs> she might do that. I just love that they have to keep going back because she keeps outdoing herself. And they're like, bitch, the movie is outdated. And we just finished yeah. two months ago. Like, can you fucking slow down? But you know, the answer is no. So whatever but she that's does, like, I'll be watching it. That's great for a documentary, though, to have that much data <laughs> for such a long time. And then also scooping up moments from some of her biggest accomplishments as a businesswoman. So I'm sure that like, whether you're a fan or just someone who's mildly interested it's probably going to be a good doc um and again in terms of the album me you know just as someone who enjoys music and has heard of rihanna i love it see i had rihanna i am totally on board and then hearing that it was like super reggae uh, influenced right up my alley but i also Again, and I know that we've talked about this numerous times, I think back to the time where Mama was releasing an album every season, and I'm okay with her being super, like, analytical and very specific and intentional about the release of whatever this next thing is about to be. Because Anti was really, really good. <clears throat> yes, to it me was. Anyway. No, it was. Anti was good. And so I'm into her just being like, I'm going to release this when I'm ready to release it. And when I feel good about whatever the fuck is involved, then you girls will wait. Because, I mean, what else do you have to do, bitch? Right. I mean, and it's literally what you're going to do. You have no fucking... (laughs) You can't... (laughs) You can take these shoes and blouses and and bras and shit or not. Mm -hmm. But it's what you fucking got. So... Some of the draws come with like those long gloves, like a Disney villain (laughs) that come past your elbows. Ballroom gloves. (laughs) I'm into that. That's fashionable and nice. So lots to get into. You know, you can do one of Rihanna's uh, numerous makeup tutorials Mm -hmm. where she'd be clearly tilted, having a good time with her friends and them. Lots of Rihanna content. Yeah, she's giving um, you plenty of things to do. Just none of them involve new musical tunes. <laughs> none of them have <laughs> and, and that's new songs. Right. That's right. Um, you know, but you could do like your own 
um, your own at home Rihanna verses where you, you okay. know, play loud versus rated R. <laughs> and then just go back and forth <laughs> critiquing and you the songs yourself. <laughs> you and your wine of choice judge. <laughs> And pick a winner. Okay, that's actually not a bad idea because Rated R and Loud are two of my favorite Rihanna albums. Right behind Fantastic Anti, actually. pieces of music. So yeah. I am actually fucking with the vision. Mm, <laughs> this I'm might be saying, a move. It really lots might. Lots to keep you busy. Yeah. <laughs> anything but new shit. Literally anything yeah, but. Do a whole face. <laughs> there just isn't anything you can do that about it. That bitch got brow products and everything now. No. <laughs> probably, probably toenail polish and everything. Good luck. Deodorant. <laughs> kneecap glitter whatever <laughs> just not the music get over it nothing you're gonna do about it and don't ask um speaking of new business endeavors one Travis Scott was mobbed by fans at an old school McDonald's in Downey California last week uh, in promotion for the Travis Scott meal, which is apparently now available at your local McDonald's, if you would like. I want to start this by saying that um, there is literally nothing special about this meal. In case you <laughs> were curious, wanted to know, but haven't looked it up yet, um, whatever... It is literally, it's not like a new kind of sandwich, new flavor, new ingredient. It's literally just what Travis Scott gets when he goes to McDonald's. Wow. This includes <laughs> a quarter pounder with lettuce and bacon, which I guess is like, I guess if you would have to ask for those things. I did not know because- you could do that, actually. I did not know you could. <laughs> I did not know you could put bacon on a. On a what'd you say a quarter pound? I didn't. I, I don't know yeah. why that just didn't occur to me. I mean, I think at some point in the nineties, McDonald's was like, "Yeah, girl, just whatever you want, just we'll put it on there." Okay. So yeah, there's nothing. Again, he's likely not the only person who orders their quarter pounder with bacon and or lettuce on it because you may. Yeah. So and fries and with then, barbecue sauce. <laughs> Barbecue sauce <laughs> for your fries. Not like a barbecue-infused fry or like something innovative in the name of fries. It's just a condiment in addition to the fries you likely would have gotten with your burger anyway. Um, and then a Sprite. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, niggas love Sprite. But I'm just so confused. <laughs> this barbecue sauce is really perplexing me because like, any other time, McDonald's would be like, that's 50 cents or 75 cents yeah. or whatever. Like, they would not just give you no damn barbecue sauce for your fries. But I guess they packaging it all together as a meal. Like, this specific configuration. Yeah, get. I don't know exactly how much the Travis Scott meal costs. But I heard that they were passing $6. out the Macarona for free. It's $6. The, um... <laughs> The girls were out there. Well, it looks like most of them have masks on. But he was out there signing hats, vinyls. I read someone asked him to sign their dog. Travis Scott is just a rap rock star at this point. And that's what all of this is about. I really don't know why you would ask for this. 
meal specifically yes. because again it's just McDonald's right <laughs> like, there's nothing new it's like about this at all is <laughs> I'm sorry like I guess if you're like a die hard stand with a shrine it's like oh my goodness I can get what he orders and you probably knew that anyway like i just don't get what's like honestly i feel like um the chris clan has something to do with this because i remember a couple of months ago i was in my local bodega and i was going to get my reese's puffs reese's puffs peanut butter chocolate flavor and for whatever reason the reese's puffs boxes had travis scott on them and they said travis scott's Reese's Puffs. And I was like, it's so interesting. I had no idea that he purchased Reese's Puffs. Um, So I don't know how he has just waltzed into all of these food companies and taken over. Um, But I'm sure that it has lined his pockets impressively. I was absolutely about to ask, what is the point of this endeavor with McDonald's? What is the reason? money and to go to mcdonald's and dance on top of a fucking suburban or whatever the escalade whatever this is and sign titties and dogs and get paid for it i guess uh, i mean i suppose i just saw a video of these travis scott fans stealing the travis scott mcdonald's posters off of the mcdonald's so why not <laughs> And I don't know yeah. why they didn't think that would happen. Y'all should have had that taped up on the inside of the window. That was y'all. You're bad, here for a actually, long time. For putting I mean, you're here for a short time. You're here for a, a life. Whatever, obviously. <laughs> why not? Steal. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so y'all are really that bold with it. But, you know, okay. If you were going to McDonald's anyway and you're a fan of Travis Scott, then maybe you feel closer to him by getting lettuce on your burger. <laughs> I'm just blown away by the fact that it is literally whatever the fuck your ass could get at McDonald's any the black ass way. But just like... Just with Travis Scott's and they, name on it. And the girls were out there by the dozens. <laughs> like, they were out there just dying to get a peek of those braids. Stormy, I hear, you know, wasn't paid enough, wasn't offered enough to make an attendance. And I I stand a queen who stands by her principles and knows her worth. So she wasn't in attendance for this particular promotional um, event. Yeah, they didn't have the budget. But, you know, at the same time, I'm just like, like, at least when Migos linked up with Popeyes, it was like, look, bitch, we got that sandwich that you girls were shooting each other over. So ask them for the Quavo when you pull up and you might be able to taste one. This is just barbecue sauce and fries. (laughs) Which, again, niggas was already eating. Like, (laughs) niggas been loving assorted sauce on fries. So, And honestly, you ain't a real bitch unless you have some Chick-fil-A sauce in your motherfucking house anyway that you take when you put, like, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, one of the sauces from any of the other. Like, who the fuck eats McDonald's with McDonald's sauce? Yeah, no sauce at McDonald's that is so legendary that you just have to have it. Not a single one. Like, bitch... You should be dipping that shit into your own concoction or something delicious from someplace else. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I would like 
absolutely maybe have a McDonald's fry with like Publix chicken. But just this rinky dink ass, whatever the fuck I could have got for five dollars at McDonald's anyway. Yeah. I mean, and it's a it's a grand total of six dollars. So I don't even think they're giving you some giant discount on what this meal would cost. Um, anyway, but that's what I'm saying. It likely includes the additional 50 cents for the barbecue. I guess I just did not know Travis Scott was really that popular. And I knew he was very popular. Like he went to Oklahoma and sold out (laughs) a fucking venue in Tulsa. So I know that nigga is popping, but yeah, the girls enjoy your own meal at McDonald's popping. I did not. I did not see that. So like, it's not like you put octopus on it or like, you know what I'm saying? It's like not a new chicken it, sandwich. Like I would have thought. Right. Like, it's not OK. If Travis Scott would have like taken his Big Mac home or his quarter pounder and his Mima would put like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like apricot jam or some dumb shit on it you know what I mean? like something that you couldn't get otherwise like bitch this is the same like girl you know how many people probably have this same order what's yeah. interesting about this everybody <laughs> thousands of people across the country going i get that every tuesday what and this is not a part of, i mean i enjoy travis scott's music actually a lot and i think he's weird in a fun way i will rem- i remember when i went to the damn tour and he was opening for kendrick and this nigga performed like half of his set on a giant like robotic vulture or eagle or something at at one point i'm pretty sure that he fed it like a giant possum or some da- and i like i'm into weird when i buy it Mm-hmm. like depending on the level of weird and that nigga's weird and so that was a good time you know and stormy is again an icon i don't hold her mama against her so for, fine i don't understand the promotion but again money sure um speaking of money uh boosie badass is offering mark zuckenberger one hundred thousand dollars <laughs> Boosie official tweeted at Zuck, which is not Mark Zuckerberg's Twitter account because Mark Zuckerberg does not have a Twitter account. At Zuck, I got 100K for my official Boosie IG page back. Um, What? Yes, he is apparently offering Mark Zuckerberg $100,000 to renew his... um, his official Boosie Instagram page after it was removed, likely due to NSFW content, mm-hmm. um, maybe scams. But uh, Boosie apparently also has a backup page because it exists on Instagram where they were posting uh, the latest footage from a pool party that he had recently, which was um, reasonably attended. You know, it looked like the COVID special. You know, nobody was wearing masks, but it wasn't oh, packed. Nice. Most, a lot of you niggas are doing way worse in terms of your gatherings. Lord. So I'll give them that. Um. Uh, but yeah, he wants to offer Big Zuck at least 100K for his Instagram back and says um, that he... Yeah, that's pretty much that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. the whole, you know, Mark Zuckerberger not having a Twitter account aside, which is honestly, <laughs> that story could end right there. Because <laughs> how? <laughs> but also, did you really think $100,000 meant something? Hello. 
to the to the man who founded Facebook? Do you really think Mark that? Zuckerberger likely wipes his children's asses with one hundred thousand dollars? Okay. He don't even wipe day. it. He pays somebody to wipe his kids' ass. Hello. <laughs> he pays somebody one hundred thousand dollars per ass wiped. Like this, that's nothing to him. A hundred thousand dollars is is less than play money to that man. So at some point, I need for one of y'all that actually cares about this man and his spray painted hairline to tap in and be like, "Hey, girl." So one, Mark Zuckerberger doesn't know who you are, doesn't care. Bigger things to to worry about in in that white world. Um, B, you were likely banned because you may not put your pussy lips on live for any amount of money. You just can't do it. Um, also. That is a very stupidly wealthy <laughs> white man. Like, I know that yes. you believe you understand what being rich looks like. No. Um, but that man, like, $100,000 is probably, like, one cleaner. Actually, you know, like, whoever cleans yeah. one wing of the house, it's maybe that's what they man. get a week. Like, that man was never even going to spell boozy for that amount of money so this is funny <laughs> but sad so one of y'all should should care about i him. mean yeah mark zuckenberg is like also not even at all involved with the day-to-day operations over at instagram that would doesn't be somebody care. else's deci- you bribing the wrong nigga <laughs> never heard of you <laughs> like just yes somebody because it's not me i left boosie a long time ago but somebody who cares should really reach back and help mm. that nigga from looking so goddamn stupid Because this is foolish. First of all, who are you tweeting to? Where is that going? The next time that Boosie has his um, honey bun cereal mega feast, Uh -uh. he should... um, (laughs) One of y'all should be like, before we take the first bite, we just wanted to have an intervention and talk to you about... This uh, misinformation you have in terms of Mark Zuckerberg, what he does, and what he would do for you, which is nothing. Right. So he does not know who you are. Doesn't care. Never will. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Oh, get him out of here. I just found it funny <laughs> that he... First of all, who told you that his Twitter was Zuck? It's like you started typing his name and you saw something that was close enough and you just said, fuck it, it'll get there. Anyway. Like, they'll get it. <laughs> like, yeah. not... <laughs> Point oh stands. God, pussy! Ugh, just ugh. <laughs> um, sad. One Doja Cat says she has no interest in beefing with Nas. She loves him ever so much. She appeared on a podcast Instagram show that Fat Joe has. What? <laughs> How have I never heard of this? The girls are so bored. So Fat Show has like a show, I guess, that he's doing on via Instagram at home. And he recently had Doja Cat and one of her other wigs she fell into live, uh, where they discussed all sorts of things, including Nas and how she felt about Nas dissing her on Ultra Black. Um to which she said she's gl- just glad that he's putting out music because she loves him and that um, she basically was excited that he even noticed her ass. She's never going to be with him and he can say whatever the fuck he wants about her and then she doesn't give a fuck. 
Um, <laughs> and you know, I thought of Family Feud. Good answer. It you know? is. That is a really good answer. I probably would not have said all the nice things, but the whole. I'm not even finna to try to attempt to beef with Nas and he can say what he want. I I feel that all the way. Let that rock. Who cares? First of all, the only reason that this has gotten to this level of discussion is because women and black and pop. Like this like that nigga was not interested in going toe-to-toe with fucking Doja Cat. It rhymed. Like that and that was it. Like, I don't think that he really thought that this was going to be, you know, a topic on the Fat Joe Instagram podcast. So, whatever. And, you know, as Doja Cat is concerned, I still stand in. I think that she's a strange bird. I don't really... I oh, could yeah. take her or leave her. I think she's incredibly talented, pretty, very weird, and I don't get her. But um, maybe I'm not supposed to. She's talented and she's having a good time. Whatever. That was the line about uh, Doja Cat showing feet in the racial chat or something like that. Was that what it was? Is that what he was he talking about her for that? The fact that I don't even remember, and I know this wasn't that long ago. It was just a couple of weeks. <laughs> don't I don't know it. I don't know if it's the fact that that's not what he said, or if the fact that he could have because it kind of rhymes. Uh, okay. Let me just. He said unapologetically black, the opposite of Doja Cat. Oh, okay. But the fact that he could have said. (laughs) The fact that he probably could have said showing feet in the racial chat is. Okay. Yeah. No, I would have let that go too, Doja. I'm so full. (laughs) That. Pleased me. Okay, um, that's really what I thought it was, but all right. So yeah, I don't really. I still don't get the feet, the, the, the insult chat showing feet thing. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like I'm just here and I'm just old and I'm waiting for my time. You know, like I don't fucking know what any of you bitches were talking. Like I don't get it. I don't understand. But sure, sis. Yeah. Uh, apparently, on this same Fat Joe Instagram show, he also spoke to Nick Cannon, who said that he's willing to sit down with Eminem and talk things out no as thanks. men. No thanks. Leave it alone, please. So, I had no idea that. Louis Fatacon was out here on Instagram bringing the girls together. I hate of hip hop. <laughs> I'm into it. I think it's adorable. I can't um, stand you. <laughs> and yay, making you know, Louis Fatacon really just wants for everyone to have a good time because we're here for a lifetime. I we're love here for it. a short. We're not here for a lifetime. <sighs> changing my instagram name I'm to Googling lewis Faticon because that is incredible not here for i'm a here for a time. good time not a long time oh there it is we're here for a good time <laughs> and not a long time and lewis Faticon joe understands that and so he is just attempting to bring us together including eminem and nick cannon and doja katanas so that's lovely. Um, oh, Lord. 
So apparently there's a podcast that has a whole bunch of Instagram groupies on it where they talk about things that they do with famous people. And rumor has it that Odell Beckham Jr. is into scat play. Now. (laughs) Oh, yes. You know, this was probably reason 1135 of why I shouldn't ever be on Twitter or... Um, things that I immediately log <laughs> off as a result of whatever. Mm-hmm. But I opened Twitter as a mistake and <laughs> saw all of y'all talking about Odell Beckham Jr. and shit. <laughs> and apparently there's a podcast and as I said, you know, and some stories uh batman's the joker sort of um inspires other psychopaths in gotham to live a joker life a joker like lifestyle and be just as publicly um insane and just as much of a nuisance i would consider cat stacks to be the joker in this scenario um mm-hmm. and whoever this one particular um doo reporter woman is who apparently was also involved in scandals with other rappers that she's not in relationships with um so i don't know i didn't watch the video or the clip itself about whatever they were talking about because i'm not here for a lifetime I'm here for a good time. And so I can't just spend my time um, just on whatever. I would rather uh, chase my dog around the apartment because uh, we both enjoy that or play a video game mm-hmm. or drink. So I didn't really watch it. Um. But what I gathered from the pieces I was, um, the pieces that were placed in front of me, mm-hmm. it sounds as though this woman alleges that Odell Beckham Jr. enjoys having people defecate on his person. Now, I'm not here to king shame. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a personal interest or understanding um, in terms of scat play. But some of y'all, you know, may like what you like, and that's fine. Um, The Bengals, the, the, the Chiefs... The Browns? The Browns player. The Browns. <laughs> Um, the wide receiver of the Browns. <laughs> the jokes really do write themselves. First of all, I understand what I'm talking about and support. Yeah, and you the, do. the job you do. of the wide receiver mm-hmm. in football is to receive mm-hmm. the pass yep. from a teammate. You're not wrong. The pass of the ball (laughs) from one teammate to the other. 
Which is correct. So, <laughs> I mean, he responded to these rumors. Technically, yes. <laughs> oh, he responded by posting an Instagram photo that reads Can't knock me off my pivot, no matter what shit's thrown my way. Gross. <laughs> okay. That's not a denial. It isn't. It is not. It isn't. And it didn't need to be, actually, because like it you, doesn't. I'm not here to kink shame. I actually don't nope. care what consenting adults do. We've said this a trillion yes. times on the show. Yes. Y'all are into a lot of things that I find disgusting. Mm. <laughs> a lot of things that I personally, it's like, oh, turns my stomach. But I'm yeah. not going to yuck your yum, girl. If you want somebody to take a shit on your chest and leave it there, then... As long as both of you consent to that, which y'all grown asses, then have a ball. <laughs> I It don't have to be for me. And I don't understand why that young lady felt the need to share it with the rest of us. Because clicks, validation, um, attention. Like, girl, uh, you the one over here telling us you did it. I don't know. Are we supposed to be shaming him or you? Or, I don't. What was the what was the reason? I don't understand. I know. But no. okay, I mean, y'all, y'all have it. Y'all can have it however you like it. <laughs> yes, I consider the fact that one of you wrote a letter into us where you said that you smelled your partner's genitals and they, the scent was sour. Mm-hmm. You said it was a sour smell, and yet somehow you tasted it. You did. You gobbled it anyway. You did. You did that anyway. You did that. And so you know, I'm not here to judge anyone's children. As I said, I'm here for a lunchtime and not a lifetime. So who knows? <laughs> you gonna get it, friend. You really are. You gonna get it one of these you times. Know? Yeah. So to that I say to Odell Beckham Jr. Um shit happens. <sighs> I just I just say tighten it up, young man. Like maybe you mm. need to do a better job of screening these girls it looks like you know maybe this is a situation that could have been avoided but maybe you also really don't care maybe maybe you wanted people to know maybe this is gonna bring Mm. out some freaks who are into the same thing and you won't even have to sort through different hoes to find one who's down for the things you want to do so maybe it all worked out for you now don't don't let anyone ig bunny Muddy the waters of your story. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> don't let them. Don't let them stew in the bowels of your person. Okay, friend. You just. <laughs> you just digest uh-uh. and purge. We're gonna, yep, keep all of the toxicities from your life. Mm-hmm. That's, That's what you do. That's right. You let them out. <laughs> Shit or get off the pot. <laughs> you yeah, you dump them somewhere and you leave them there. That's Absolutely. what you do. Now, when some of you sick fucks start talking about jacking off your dog, that's a whole nother conversation. That is a whole Last but not least, today, I just want to say to um, Andrew Gillum, hey, sis, um... Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome me, welcome you. Uh, be careful. You know, 
if we had known, possibly we could have warned you. I damn sure could have told you a bit <laughs> about how the white gay is acting mm. in Miami with drugs and alcohol and grinder or scruff. So just, you know, consider the fact that you are married and that these white-ass circuit party-going gays... They will have you on TMZ or the New York Post or mm. Daily Mail or wherever the fuck, you know, so. Right. Like, I'm sorry that you are in this position to where you kind of had to discuss these rumors or allegations or whatever they call it when people are in your personal business and you're a, a public person. Like, yeah. I'm sorry that you're basically pressured into coming out, but... I hope things are uh, easier for you now. And I hope you're surrounded by people who still love and support you. Don't know what the situation is with your wife, but maybe y'all had an understanding and now she just mad because everybody else is in y'all's business. Really don't know. I read that she knew he was bisexual when they got together or when they were married or whatever. Whether that's true or not, I don't really give a shit about You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, you are you know i'm entitled to identify as whatever the fuck you identify as sexually just watch it with these grinder mm-hmm. twist going <laughs> south beach palace going ass queens oh, you know they don't give a fuck about your motherfucking ass okay they don't all right so mm-hmm. get you if you're gonna be out here with the girls at whatever function, get you a circle that actually considers that A, you married, and B, you're a fucking, like, public figure. Yeah. And so you possibly shouldn't be out here in the middle of no mess. Now, I heard that the doll was, like, apparently depressed or went, you know, downward after yeah. whatever election or whatnot. I barely even that. remember that that story like i barely even remember this as a story because just so much shit has happened but oh yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised if he did feel kind of depressed and down yeah but you know get you even there are a couple of other um folks with melanin that like a circuit party that maybe you will actually look after you and make sure that you're not going to be and no hot water and not misbehaving yourself or not, you know, ruining your fucking life and career or marriage, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong if you're by with going out to a gay party, as long as you're not going to have an affair and you're not going to like nearly die. So yeah, like be careful, be careful. with what you're doing. Them drugs is not for fun. Right. And some of these girls well, don't mean, care are, just like but, I'm saying, <laughs> but they, they nothing to play with. Right. But like some of the girls be out here like going wild and crazy mm-hmm. and that's just Tuesday for them. Yeah. You know, and they don't you know what I mean? they don't give a fuck. And they're willing and ready at any time to be like, Hey girls, let's all not give a fuck. No bitch. <laughs> some of us have to care. <laughs> but yeah, some of us actually have to care because we have things to do and things to live for and you know. Yeah. You just need better friends, but you'll be all right, brother. Yes. You need better friends, gay, bi, whatever the fuck, straight, whoever the fuck you are. More black queer men in your life. I wish that for you. Those who will be a friend and not a messy hoe for Instagram. Those who, if you threw a party and invited everybody that you knew in your life, 
you would see that the biggest gift there would be the one that they purchased That's for right. you. And if there was a card on it, it would say, thank you for being a friend. Thank you, Andrew, mm-hmm. for being a friend and for allowing me to be a friend to you as well. That's what you do. Amen. That's it for Hot Tops this week. We're going to take a break, pay bills, and then we'll come back and talk to you about your business. Hey, guys. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace's leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things, depending on the time and time. (laughs) But... If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct. Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts let's jump right in this week (laughs) where where do we start who knows okay damn there's just there's a lot here okay so this first question comes from caroline who says My older sister reeks of desperation. Mm. She's 40 years old and she has two daughters, 18 and 12. She was married to the girl's dad for 13 years, but they divorced six years ago. My brother-in-law has been living his best life ever since, going on vacation, starting a new job, and just got an apartment with his new fiance. I think this has my sister depressed because every conversation we have is about her wanting a man. I asked her last week if she wanted to go grocery shopping and she was like, ooh, you think I'll find a husband there? It's gotten so bad that she's gone on a date with the mailman, the couch delivery man, even though he was fine. So I understand. And the random nigga down at Valvoline. She's exhausted. <laughs> Valvoline is so random. 
<laughs> I don't know what that is. It's just a funny word. It's like a it's like an auto body shop. <laughs> That's what my guess was. Okay. She's exhausted all the dating apps, and she's even begun to hit on some of her oldest daughter's friends, which is a little gross. It's gotten to oh the point goodness. where I hate talking to her or visiting her because all she talks about is wanting a man. I've told her many a time that maybe this just isn't the time for her, but she doesn't listen to me because I'm married. I don't know what to do or say anymore, but I'm 110% sure that any man can smell her desperation a mile away Please help. I'm not sure what to say to help my sister. Thanks, Caroline. Well, what would you say to a sister in a situation like this? I mean, I think, first of all, I would try to figure out why she is so desperate. Like, if you say that your your ex-brother-in-law has been out here living his best life for the past six years, that makes me feel like... Your sister has been raising his daughters by herself for the past six years. And so maybe she's lonely and tired of that shit. Cause like while she was taking care of his kids, he was out here traveling and going on vacation and getting a new job and can move into an apartment and all that. Cause he's not concerned with the needs of these children. So she's probably See, worn out in more than one way. I took that as her ex is very clearly dating. And she feels the need to, like, have someone in her life if he does. That's very possible as well, because this girl doesn't say that the brother-in-law is a bad daddy. So that might not be it. It could just be that the mama hasn't been dating and the ex-husband has. So now she's like, that nigga got a a fiance and I'm still single. That could very well be it. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that just a very easy thing for someone to fall into. Um, but I just don't know what do you do exactly to help her in a situation like that? Cause it's very common for people to just be like, as you might say, desperate to find love or be in a relationship or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And especially right now where people have just felt distant from everyone for such a long time. And everybody's kind of like trying to figure out, how their love life is supposed to work if they were single uh, prior to uh, quarantining and stuff. And even people who were in relationships are trying to figure out how to adjust and shit like that. So, I mean, I just don't know really what you say to her, you know what I mean, about it. Like, are you supposed to say, hey, bitch, like, you look real desperate and that's going to be a turnoff for men or something? Like, what is it? What's... What's their angle there? Whatever. Because you talk about mama like went on dates with the furniture delivery man or whatever the fuck it is she said and stuff like that. Like like Blanche Devereaux. Like Blanche <laughs> was having a great time, you know? Yeah. Who says that she's like suffering or miserable or not having a good time, you know? Yeah. That's my thing about this, Caroline. Like, it sounds like the biggest problem is that you're annoyed by your sister's uh, desperation, which I would probably just call extreme loneliness. But it sounds mm-hmm. like you're just irritated by the fact that she can't talk about anything other than her pursuit of a man. And not that this is actually getting in the way of her life. You know, you're not saying anything here about, oh, she neglects her daughters and her kids are like, when is mommy coming back? Or you know, that she's out here being unsafe or reckless or something. 
you know, it. I actually don't think it's nothing wrong with going on a date with the mailman or the couch delivery man right. or the nigga Who at Valvoline because all them niggas have jobs. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so if they cute okay. and employed, then, you know, I mean, the point is to date now. Right. So I just I think maybe you need to adjust your attitude towards this. You could tell her, bitch, can we please talk about like, sure, tell me about you know, your dating hijinks. I would love to hear about your adventures, but there has to be something else going on in your life, bitch. You don't watch 90 Day Fiance. You don't watch <laughs> like P-Valley. Mm. You don't watch Lovecraft Country. Like nothing. Like you ain't got, you don't sew or knit or nothing, bitch. Like you need a hobby as well, girl. Yeah. But it doesn't even really sound like the desperation is turning off the niggas. It sounds like they love somebody throwing that pussy. So... Until it comes to a point where it actually starts to negatively affect your sister, I would probably just leave it alone. Redirect the conversation when you get tired of talking about nothing but niggas. And other than that, I mean, it doesn't sound like it's all that awful of a situation to me. Right. I guess I would also try to socialize in a setting that could... um, That could sort of place her in an environment that you don't feel so judgmental about in terms of meeting niggas. Like, I don't know what that looks like right now. Maybe you go to the beach or whatever and you just talk about dating or you talk about guys or you like scope out some nigga that's jogging on the beach or something like that. Since you seem to like feel a way about her dating the nigga from, you know, geek squad or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like but, maybe y'all need to go sit on the sidewalk outside of Applebee's and yeah. have you some margaritas and, and just, you know, chat shit, something like that perhaps. But this doesn't really sound like it's that much of an issue to me. Right. Yeah. I agree. I think that right now, a lot of people are trying, like I said, trying to figure out what their love life is looking like trying to find somebody to like fit into you know that little slot in their life and a lot of people feel more lonely than usual because of everything that's going on and shit like that so i would try not to be judgmental about it and just try to either a promote ways where you feel like um they can explore those feelings in a healthier manner if you feel like the manner they're doing it right now is is unhealthy or like crystal said find ways to like change the conversation in a way that's not demeaning or hurtful um because it doesn't really sound like mama's doing anything but trying to have a good time Mm -hmm. because she's here for you know a brunch time and not forever or whatever yeah and you are married so you can't really relate to the loneliness of being divorced and raising them kids and all that shit so maybe that is why she don't want to hear your shit because it's like bitch you go home to your man every night like exactly don't try to talk to don't counsel me about this shit when it's not your life so i can see why she don't really want to hear from you but also you don't have to be irritated every single time you talk to your sister either there's a happy middle ground there somewhere where you can just let her be out here and and be as mixy as she can safely in the pandemic and you know just kind of cheer her on and and root for the best right yeah girl let that be that okay next question comes from viv who says my most recent partner was great for the most part But the abuse he received and observed growing up created trauma for him around relationships. Anytime we had a disagreement, he was always one foot out the door and I would have to sort through what was a real threat versus an idle one of breaking up. Eventually, I understood that he never really wanted to break up, 
But one day in an argument, he suggested that maybe we weren't we weren't good together. And I said, OK, bet and hung up. I know it was petty, but I was fed up with the threats. And I was also suspicious that he wasn't addressing this issue in therapy, even though I told him on multiple occasions that my patience was wearing thin. My question to you is, how do you love someone through their process? I don't have plans to go back to this relationship, even though he promised me that he would work on his issues with or without me. I have a pattern of dipping and going remote when I've reached a threshold of bullshit is something that I'm working on in my own therapy sessions. So in the age of FOMO and the grass is greener mindset, how do you know when to sit with someone's bullshit that they know is bullshit, but you also aren't in the business of giving angry ultimatums to niggas who should be able to hear you when you communicate a problem calmly? I just don't understand why people are so resistant to evolve when they say that that's what they want to do. Any advice you guys can give would be awesome. I appreciate what you do. Thanks, Viv. So... I mean, this is a really interesting question because most of us come to relationships with our own bullshit. Yeah. Some kind of baggage that we're bringing from our childhood or past relationships or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I do think there is a certain amount of grace, patience, empathy, that sort of thing that you're supposed to have in a relationship. But if you have communicated that something is a problem, I mean, and that's a big deal. Like the somebody's arguing style is a... That's an important factor. So the fact that you keep getting to this place of like, oh, are we broken up for real or are we not with him? And you tried to establish boundaries around that and he wasn't able to meet them. I mean, I think I think that's a healthy place to draw the line. I think when you know that he knows that. You aren't tolerating of this behavior He knows that it's an issue that he has, which is huge because a lot of people aren't even aware of the ways that they're messed up. And he knows that it's something that needs to be worked on. I don't think there's any more like at that point. You saying this isn't acceptable is all that really needed to happen. Like you don't have to continuously put up with your feelings being hurt. For the sake of this man's process. At some point, this right. man has to take into account your feelings. If y'all yeah. really do have this mutual love and respect and say, let me make real changes in my life so that I don't alienate this person that I say I want to be with. So I think the I think actually where you drew the line is a great place to draw the line. You gave him the chance. Mm-hmm. You were understanding. You were willing to work it out in therapy and all that. And for whatever reason, he didn't do the work. And so you don't have to continuously be hurt. Like you have given him that chance. I don't really know how to say how I feel about this. Um, Like it's not your responsibility to take on a certain level of like hurt or damage or whatever because you understand that the person you're dealing with that from has their own battle that they're dealing with that doesn't really have anything to do with you like it is important to have that understanding that empathy and stuff there but it's not like 
you're not like a bad person for expecting or demanding better for yourself. You know, like mm-hmm. you, there's not anything wrong with you or like um, dismissive by saying, by, by drawing boundaries and saying, I understand that you're dealing with things I might not be dealing with or never dealt with or whatever. And that these actions are possibly a result of that. But you can also remove yourself from that situation and allow them to uh, hopefully get the help that they need, learn the lessons that they need to learn, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's not like your job or your duty to remain by their side and suffer with them until they hopefully figure out what they need to figure out whenever that may be. You know, mm-hmm. like you can, you can remove yourself from a situation and wish someone well on your way out. There's like nothing wrong with that. And if they don't understand that, that's okay. Because <clears throat> with everything that they got going on, it might make sense that they don't get it. You know, but it's just like, you don't have to just take a whole bunch of licks, constantly just like feel smothered or small mm-hmm. or abused or <laughs> taken advantage or of all that shit. Manipulate any of these things that like, you don't have to do that just because you understand that this person is dealing with something emotionally, mentally, or whatever that is bigger than you and bigger than the circumstances. Let them get their help. You removing <laughs> yourself from the situation may be the help that they need and they don't even understand that shit. Yeah. You know, it may it may lead them to going somewhere or having a realization <laughs> that they didn't have up until that point. But the bigger picture is like it's not up to you to get them the revela- the, the the revelation or the realization that they need for them to be good to you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not you're not a bad person for choosing yourself first while they figure out whatever they need to figure out to be a decent person or a decent person to you. So you don't need to feel bad for choosing yourself in a situation like this. You know what I'm saying? Because it's up to him, it's up to them to do what they gotta do for them and for them to be good for everyone else. Yeah. Like you're not their doctor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you I hope that any of that makes sense. It does. And I like I said, I feel like you've given the patience that would be nice to receive from somebody that you are in a, a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship with. But he doesn't get to continue to hurt you. You do get to choose yourself. So, yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with that. There's no guilt or anything attached to that. You are allowed to choose you and do what's best for you. And if he says he's going to get help with or without you, then great. Let him get the help without you. (laughs) That's like perfect. Yeah, because who knows if you do some growing and he does some growing and down the line, y'all's paths cross again. And this time, both of y'all are in a healthier place. That could very well be it. But, you know, you reached your point. I'm right. Not saying to bank on it, but anything is possible. (laughs) And you have... 
you've tried, you know, you tried more than I would have. So that is like there is a, a nice possibility that maybe somewhere in the future y'all can uh, reconnect mm-hmm. on better terms for for one another. Yep. But right now he's got to do what he needs to do for him. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't have to include you because, girl, guess what? You got to do what you got to do for you also. And that doesn't involve like any action from him for you or for you or from you for him. You know right. what I mean? Like he said, he going to get the help. Great girl. That's exactly what I need to hear. <laughs> so I'm going to do what I got to do while you do that. Yeah. And maybe, you know, we'll re we'll meet each other again at some point in the future and be great friends or be like in the relationship that we should have been. But I'm not, don't even consider that. Go your way and do yes. what you gotta do for peace for yourself and let the cards, you know, drop where they may yes but you don't have to sit in a situation and be hurt because somebody's going through some shit that you can't even help them with like that doesn't make sense for anyone right and straight women usually end up taking care of niggas even if they don't consciously do it it's just something about that the relationship dynamics where y'all usually end up doing most of the housework most of the mm-hmm. child rearing all that sort of thing. And I don't want him to have good intentions of taking care of himself. And then y'all get together. And then here you go, just naturally picking up the slack. And before you know it, y'all right back in the same patterns as before with nothing really That's changing. That's a good point. So yeah. take care of yourself. Good luck to both of you. Our last question comes from Lamont, who says, I just started going to therapy again. I've been before in the past and I didn't have a great experience, but I've been wanting to restart since when since COVID hit and ruined everything. I recently graduated, moved across the country away from all my family and friends and am dealing with anxiety, which I have been dealing with all of my life. This has been necessary and definitely beneficial for me. But my question is about dealing with the less appealing parts of therapy. Well, I have kind of been looking forward to going each session, each each session, and I am feeling more comfortable opening up to her. And I feel like I'm learning a lot about myself and things I need to do to grow. Sometimes therapy is flat out draining afterwards. The last time I went, I learned that my attachment style is fearful, avoidant, avoidant and got an assignment to write down everything I needed to unlearn. And it was wonderful for a little while. But then I went home and didn't feel like doing anything or talking to anyone at all. And I spent the rest of my weekend laying on the couch, not doing anything I planned to do. Have you guys ever experienced that following therapy? If so, how did you deal with it? How do you stay motivated to keep going to therapy when it gets challenging? I would say a lot of nice things, but I know you're not going to read them. You right? Thanks, Lamont. Yeah. Um... I have had sessions in therapy where I felt just as bad, if not worse, afterward. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, my last therapy session was like that. And it's because, like, sometimes you just unpack a lot of stuff and in the process of talking about a lot of the shit that you're dealing with or that you have dealt with. You just exhaust yourself. You bring a lot of that muck to the surface and then it just sits there. And those, you know, that's where your feelings are and all of the things that you just kind of, you know, regurgitated or whatever. 
but um like for me uh, therapy is different for people depending on whatever it is that your needs might be i have like a clinical chemical uh type of depression where i might have to be in therapy for the rest of my life and so i just look at it as like a case study um like i imagine that my psychiatrist is like someone who is writing and directing a film about me and that that requires a shit ton of research and a whole lot of deep diving that is sometimes good or feels good afterwards and sometimes does not feel good afterwards. But it's all sort of, it's all sort of a part of a greater project, which is like understanding and action as a result of understanding. So like last week, you know, when I have sessions of therapy where I feel incredibly agitated or triggered afterwards, I just try to remind myself that that happens. And uh, I try to use the tools that I've been given up until this point to <clears throat> either work myself out of it or maintain myself until the next time that I had the opportunity to sit down and talk to my therapist. Uh, yeah. So it's different, I think, for everybody, depending on your reasons for needing therapy, going to therapy, what you're going on, or what your current circumstances may or may not be, um, and a whole lot of other stuff. But like, therapy is not always going to be something where you finish your session and you feel better, because it's not really the way it works yeah <laughs> i wish i really do wish every session was like just a linear progression of feeling better and better about yourself but the truth is that therapy will frequently make you feel worse in some ways and that's because you're bringing up all these feelings that you have repressed or disassociated from or whatever else so this it's like is, emotional exfoliation. Yeah. So this is very common. And I feel that way a lot, especially after a really particularly heavy session where I'm just fucking exhausted and I don't have it in me to do nothing. And for a while, I was like drinking after therapy just because therapy wore me out so bad. And it was just like, I need like some some feel good juice or something because this is just too, too fucking much. But, um, of course, you know, I talked to my therapist about that and that is really not the best way of handling things. So like my go-to is to, um, you know, smoke a lot of weed, pull up one of the streaming apps and watch TV for six hours or something like that. Uh, but my therapist got me into doing some things that have helped with that therapy hangover feeling like journaling if something is really sticking with me and like weighing me down after a session then it's really helpful for me to journal about what came up in therapy and it's not even like I have to try to figure it out I'm literally just putting pen to paper and writing out how I feel it's no right or wrong way to do it you're just getting it out because all of that is sitting inside of you and it needs to go somewhere 
It's also really helpful for me to take walks like around my block or around my neighborhood. Something about feeling grounded or back to your senses or back in your body or whatever hippie shit therapists be saying. But um, things like that or even just reaching out and texting a friend or taking a fucking nap, like (laughs) not some five hour depression nap, but just a short little reset where I can rest and then get up and go on back about my day. All of those things really help. But that is a super common feeling. And I think it's also something that keeps people from pursuing therapy longer. Because if you're honest with yourself and your feelings when you go, it's just a matter of time before you hit that wall. It's just a matter of time before you have a session and you leave and you're just like, bitch, I am worn the fuck down. Am I depressed right now? So... Yeah, it's really just about handling it because um, it sometimes it does feel worse before it feels better, but it does come back around to feeling better. And it's like it's it's growth and it's real healing that takes place. So you can do it. You just need better ways to care for yourself while you're dealing with your therapy hangover and it'll be a lot easier to manage. So. Okay, I, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say about that. That should wrap up the questions for this week. If you have a question for us, send it to asktheread at gmail.com. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Okay, we're back. It is time now for the read portion of the show. I will go first because I don't really have one. Um, I just wanted to say (coughs) that I clicked onto HBO Max the other day to watch the latest episode of Lovecraft Country. And on the homepage of HBO Max was... uh, a little clickable for Axios, the news program. And I suppose they had just done an interview with uh, Mark Zuckerberger. (laughs) Please. Anyhow, the photo of Mark Zuckerberger was the first thing that I saw when I opened HBO Max and it legitimately frightened me. Um, I felt it inappropriate for them to use such a close-up of that man's face. Um, I don't feel like that is the right way to welcome people to a new streaming app. His um, his harsh baying bothered me. <laughs> his drag queen eyebrows, his RuPaul's Drag Grace eyebrows, oh, they Lord, bothered me. Lord. 
um, his lips, his nose, everything about him, complexion. He looks like an aged cheese that I don't want. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That costs way too much fucking money when you know that craft singles probably taste better in the first place. He looks like he knows that he's a bad person. He looks decayed. And for them to put that up on the front page rather than in the horror section wow. is offensive. And I feel like it's a crime. Um, and I would like for Axios to just do better. You know, consider the fact that there could be people of all ages, cultures, and sensitivities that might use the app. So for you to put um, this mutant right there up in the front, to me, it was bothersome. Um, I've heard rumors of, like, people in this country who might actually be, like, uh, sharks or reptiles or something. What? I don't know how, you know, mole people or whatever oh, their yes. conspiracy theories are. <laughs> Us. I feel like that's who you should ask about it. Because <laughs> he may be like their secretary of state. It's by the sum and you should be <laughs> watching out for the things that you do and the choices that you make. And that's it. I'm done. <laughs> okay. First of all, you are damn miss. <laughs> Um, secondly, I too just have a couple of quick things to talk about and then I'll be out of here. First of all. A school in Colorado called Grand Mountain School. Um, I don't know if you heard about this story, but there's a 12 year old boy named Isaiah Elliott who was at Internet school, this distant learning thing um, that they're doing now in most school districts. And so Isaiah had a Nerf gun with him. At his home where he was by himself, or not by himself, but with a friend. But um, Isaiah's art teacher noticed the Nerf gun and she emailed his mother saying that she had notified the vice principal that Isaiah was distracted and playing with a gun, which she believed was fake. So Isaiah's mama responds to the email and says, yes, it's a toy gun. You know, I'll talk to Isaiah about keeping it away during class. That is where the story should have ended. However, the vice principal of this school had already called one of their little police officers on reserve or whatever to look over the footage. And what do you think this officer decided to do? <laughs> oh, these people dispatched the motherfucking police to this child's house. Mm. They gave him, I believe, a five-day suspension from school. Mm. And this is going on his record. It's like, let's see, he's been, yes, suspended for five days. And now he has a record with the county sheriff's office saying that he brought a facsimile of a firearm to school. Wow. Now, this is, like I said, a Nerf gun. It is very clearly fake. The bottom might look a little bit real, but then it is bright neon green and orange at the top. And just no mistaking the fact that this is a toy gun. As many toy gun companies do to make sure that you understand. You know, that it is right. They don't even toy. look like tiny little real replicas like they had in the lawless 80s when I was growing up. <laughs> they don't even right. look like that no more. It's very, I mean, it says zombie hunter on the side. So like even BB guns have that bright orange shit in the front. Like, so you know, it's, yeah. 
Y'all know what the police do to black people in this country. Y'all know that being 12 years old doesn't save little black boys. In fact, Isaiah's mama brought up Tamir Rice, who was that same age when he was shot and killed for playing with a toy gun. Not only did this boy have the police sent to him while he was on his in his own damn house, now he has a mark on his <laughs> disciplinary paperwork saying that he brought a fake firearm to school when he did not actually do that. He was at home. And the vice principal, nobody is being at all understanding or lenient about this punishment. They are not going to get rid of this disciplinary record. They're not going to clear it up. They are not budging on the suspension thing. And honestly, at this point, there's really not much that they can do about it. Of course, the vice principal is saying it's for the student's safety and we have to make sure that students are all safe and all this. But if you were really concerned about a student's safety, you could have, first of all, I mean, because y'all did this, you could have reviewed the tape and realized it was fake. You could have checked back in with the art teacher who said, oh yeah, Isaiah's mom emailed me back and said it's definitely a toy gun and she'll talk to him about it. You could have thought, hmm, the police love killing niggas, like literally love it. They do it for fun and they don't get into any trouble. So maybe if we want students to be safe, the last thing we would do is send the police to a 12 year old's house for not breaking any rules or breaking any laws. But y'all did that anyway. Y'all literally did the exact opposite of what you would do if you cared about a student's safety. I can't even imagine how pissed off these parents must have been. It says here that Isaiah's parents are both in the military and they have pulled him out of school and put him on a wait list for a charter school. But she said that he has ADHD and he is oh, great. just a funny, sweet, goofy 12 year old kid, you know, a lot like every other 12 year old kid. And y'all just don't see him that way because of his skin. This child was terrified, said that he thought he was going to jail when the police showed up because it was a Nerf gun on his damn couch that he moved from one side to the other. The police in your home when you already trying to go to Internet school, which is the worst fucking thing. And you just it's so many people in positions of leadership over children in this country who don't actually give a fuck about kids. There's so many people involved in administration teaching the entire educational process who don't actually give a fuck about children because you can't I, I'm sorry I can't look at this situation and see people at the top who actually gave a fuck about this boy's well-being y'all really ought to be ashamed and I I mean I don't even know if they can sue for emotional distress I don't even know if that qualifies um, in this situation but I hope that the parents are able to do something about it because the trauma you gave that little boy is not gonna go away no time soon. The police at your fucking door for having a toy gun in your own house. So now you can't even be black with a toy in your own house? Not even at home? <sighs> so that's one. Number two. On September 10th, T.I. got on Instagram. Being T.I. Being a very ridiculous, very rich nigga talking about 
what niggas should be doing with their government money or their stimulus checks or their refunds or whatever else talking about y'all getting that PPP and that SBA and all this shit and y'all not doing nothing with that money. The minks is all sold out of the stores. It ain't no lubes. It ain't no Louie. It ain't none of that shit. Y'all done bought up all that shit, but y'all ain't bought no property. Y'all ain't bought no land. It don't even matter if it's a house on the property. It could just be a patch of dirt. Just go get the fucking patch of dirt. You niggas is hustling backwards, all this, blah, blah, blah. Now, first of all, if T.I. knew things, which he does not, he would know that the overwhelming majority of people who have received some form of government bailout are not getting anywhere near enough money to go buy some goddamn property. I don't know what he heard. The overwhelming majority. You know who's getting a whole bunch of money? Niggas like Kanye and the L.A. Lakers and other giant organizations that took millions of dollars that actual small businesses really needed to keep their payroll afloat, to keep their operations alive. That's who's actually getting enough money to go out and buy a house. Not niggas who got $1,200 four months ago and are getting food stamps now and just praying to make ends meet every fucking week. So that would have been bad enough on its own, right? Like, oh, God, here T.I. go again, talking out the crack of his ass. Two days later. Yeah. Clifford Harris was charged. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For promoting two unregistered and fraudulent initial coin offerings. Yep. These are Bitcoins or some other kind of cryptocurrency. I don't understand white people in their pretend internet money, but T.I. was offering these tokens on his social media accounts, selling them, talking about he was a co-owner of the brand, which he is not encouraging his followers to invest and asking his celebrity friends to promote it and all this However, by doing that, he helped raise money for for these blatantly, clearly undeveloped and phony cryptocurrency companies, money that he then spent to buy a Ferrari and a bunch of diamond jewelry Mm. and other luxury goods. You know, the very same things he told niggas not to buy, in addition to a million dollar home. Mm. Now, the statement that his lawyer or spokesperson or whoever put out was like, you know, he Mr. Harris is sorry and he tried to help, you know, an entrepreneur who had this great idea, but the man never built the platform. And so Mr. Harris, what it really sounded like was Mr. Harris heard something that sounded good, saw some dollar signs that sounded even better and said, fuck anything that might make sense or might operate under the laws of this country, I'm going to do it anyway. That's what I assumed. Now he doesn't actually have to go to jail for this one, which is shocking because you know, they do love to lock that nigga up, but he has to pay a $75,000 fine and he is banned from partaking in the cryptocurrency market for the next five years. I just thought the irony of this was incredible. I mean, 48 hours passed. Between this nigga getting on his Instagram, preaching to broke people about how they should spend the very little bit of money the government has given them to literally stay alive. And then two days later, going down for promoting a bunch of bullshit so that you could make a whole bunch of money to buy that exact same dumb shit. Yeah. You was literally judging niggas talking about ain't no more Cartier, ain't no more lubes. Y'all done bought out Tiffany, ain't no more minks. How would you know if you wasn't in the store looking for the same shit? 
How would you know if you didn't have your ass down to Phipps and Linux looking for the same shit? Where do you, where, how do niggas find it? How do y'all do this? How can you be involved in your own stanking, raggedy schemes and then judge people who are doing their best with maybe, I mean, maybe, because again, niggas are not getting thousands and thousands of extra dollars to spend on nothing. So I just don't, I just don't even understand how you can take a look at what's going on in the real world, how most families are real life affected by the virus and decide to shame poor people for having things. When you just over here lying and scheming and taking a check so you can have those exact same things. Jeez, Mr. Clifford, I wonder who placed such a value on these items in the first place. I wonder who these people are trying to emulate. I wonder who they're trying to keep up with. I wonder the same thing about you. Now, TIA made no sense in a very long time. That whole situation with his daughter pretty much cemented all that. But I just could not let this go. Just could not let it go because the irony is entirely too much. You got a lot of fucking nerve, my nigga. Fair enough. I just wasn't he supposed to be teaching a class or being a TA or something in, at one of them schools in Atlanta? Wasn't he supposed to be? I vaguely remember yeah, something like I'm this. Sure they, I'm sure at this point they have run that back. Like just you just take all that money you go sit down somewhere with Eris Harris and, and Tiny and however many of your kids are still young enough to live at home with you. And you just be the best dad you can be. You just focus on that. Doing your little Instagram rap shows, what else you got, whatever else you got to do to keep money coming in during the pandemic. But trying to lecture niggas on what they should or should not do when you wrapped up in some shit that got the fucking SEC on your ass. Girl, don't talk to me. And that's it. I'm fucking done. I was going to say something. About that washed up nigga who used to be a rapper, but I'ma let it go. I'ma let it go. I'ma just say, I'ma just say, somebody who beat their partners, causing one to have a miscarriage, and jacks their dog off can never hurt my feelings. And that's that on that. All right. Well, um, I guess you guys know what that means. <laughs> the end of the show yeah. that's right that wraps up this week's episode of the read check us out on social media at this is the read our website is this is the read.com um shop the read.com for merch friend any announcements from you this week nothing on this side hallelujah well on that note i guess we are out of here we'll see you hoes next week bye guys If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today.